Hello and welcome to Delusions of Grandeur podcast. This is episode 22, 22, number 22. I'm Lady Naomi and I'm here with Chrissy Marie. Hey, Chrissy Marie, how you doing? <laughs> Amazing. Have you had a great week? I have. Been out buying brands? No, no, I haven't. Just wanted to check. <laughs> Being financially responsible. Uh, okay. <laughs> Boring. So whilst being financially responsible, are we talking about money again today? What are, what are we talking about today? So we are talking about resignation. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I know this is, <laughs> this is something that may be close to your heart in terms oh. of being able to, to resign. And it, it can either be like the last resignation to, you know, to, to dip your toe into retirement or it could be at what point do you sort of pull the pin on a job or, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. So we need to unpack that a little bit further today, including, um, you know, the, the great resignation that, that's yeah. sort of the buzzword at the moment. Um, In my employment, there's a distinction between resignation and retirement. Yeah. It means a different thing. Okay. Yeah. But uh, I'm aiming for retirement. Yeah. <laughs> it's permanent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not coming and, back. And it is. It is. It's, it's it implies the permanence of it and mm. it allows other things to flow like access to your superannuation and paying out of things like your unused long service leave. Nice. You don't get paid out for your unused adoption leave. I have like 400 hours of adoption leave. Don't get it for a cat. Oh, that's yeah. disappointing. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so talk about. Yeah. Where do you want to start? Um, well, I guess, have you have you ever resigned from a job? Either like, yeah, have you resigned from a job A, but have you resigned from a job without having another job to go to? I've been with the same employer for 42 years. Oh. <laughs> uh, so have I resigned from a job? Mm. No, I don't think so. Okay. Well, have you been fired from a job? No. Okay. <laughs> just, just checking. <laughs> I just, uh, it's a long way back to try and remember. <laughs> uh, I did have a, a little photography business when I was very young, mm. as in still a teenager, mm-hmm. and I chose to shut it down Yeah, uh, because I just wasn't enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And I shut it down without having another job to go to. Yeah. But back in the day, oh, no, I did resign. I did resign. Yeah. I worked after that. I worked for a healthcare fund for a very short period of time because I could not abide their practices. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I resigned without a job to go to. Okay. But uh, we're talking early 80s, late 70s, early 80s. It was nothing. Mm. You resigned, you were in another job the next day. It's mm. not like it is now. And there was that way you resigned because there was not a values alignment. You didn't like what that company was doing. Absolutely. Yep. I resigned because I could not abide their practices. I couldn't work for them because I believed them to be immoral and unethical. And, yeah. I got great pleasure in resigning and walked into another job well, virtually the next day, within a week. Okay. <laughs> and and have stayed there now for, yeah, 40, 42 years. Okay, so that, that kind of worked out well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a good move. It was a good move, <laughs> long term. Uh, but I am aiming towards retirement. So mm-hmm. I'm in a position where I can retire now. Yep. But I'm really enjoying my workplace. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying my colleagues. And I'm not ready. I don't have enough set up outside. Yeah. So I don't want to go back to photography as a business, mm-hmm. but I will continue with photography as my pleasure, yep. my joy, my passion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can still do that while I work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think retirement now would not be a great idea for me. Okay. Because I just lay in bed because it's so cold. <laughs> what about you? You've had a few jobs in your lifetime. I have. Yeah. Yep. Um. So I, I started working in a supermarket when I was fifteen. Uh. So I'd been overseas as part of a youth exchange program, and sort of. Almost the week I landed back home, I was like, I need to go back. So I needed a job <laughs> <laughs> to fund my lifestyle. Um, but then it was sort of that transition from that was casual work. I then had another job in a paper shop that I'd sort of, that was casual as well. And then I got a full-time job. So it was sort of like, oh, look, I can't, can't work there anymore. So I didn't really see that as a, a resignation sort of thing. Um, but then when I moved from, I had a job in a chemist and then went to, um, a telecommunications company in their contact center. Um, and I was, I was a kid. Um, and it was just, that was a yucky experience resigning from, from that place. Um, Mm -hmm. because yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a great place to work. They weren't very nice people. Um, and then when I gave notice, they, they didn't like that. Um, so yeah, that was a negative experience. And especially that was sort of the first real grown up job experience that I had with, with resignation. So it sort of then, um, created that that ickiness around looking for other jobs or wanting to be better or wanting to move on and that kind of thing because that had been such a yeah such a so did you resign before you moved on did you have another job to go to yeah you... yeah okay always so you're okay always um yep. as many times as i've been very tempted to, to go fuck this shit on <laughs> I think it, I think honestly, I think it's easier to win a new job when you're in an existing job yep. over a person who is not currently in a job. Yep. Yeah. And that's probably not really fair for people who are struggling to find employment. Yeah. But unfortunately, I think it's the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that there's been a real shift um, in the availability of of work, especially at the moment, like um, because of. COVID, 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 or, well, I think it's before that, I think it's a downturn in the economy or our, the way our economy is at the moment. Yeah. See, the thing I think is really interesting is that there's been the conversations around, we need to reopen our borders so that we can get um, students and, and international people back in to do all the jobs that Australians won't do. Yeah. And I find that a really interesting conversation because we're talking about paying people $4 an hour. Um, to mm-hmm. to pick fruit or, or do this kind of thing. And so I just feel like there needs to be a bit more balance to that conversation in terms of why won't, you know, the, the, the notion of, and I'm using my little air <laughs> uh, speech marks fingers, here. Fingers are going uh, crazy. To, to sort of go, why won't people you know, work and Aussies don't want to work. Um, again, we, we come back to that conversation about a living wage and where, you know, particularly in America, you've got people who are working 40, 50, 60 hours and are still below the poverty line. Mm. So there needs to be that. If mm. you're working full time, you should be able to afford to put a roof over your head and buy your groceries and mm. pay your bills. Um, and The I problem think we have here is that no one wants to work for $4 an hour to pick bananas because people expect bananas to be $1.79 a kilo at the supermarket. <laughs> that, that's exactly because right. Because we won't pay $8 a kilo, which no. is probably more their true value. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's that's the thing, isn't it? Mm. It's, it's that knock-on effect of mm. if we want to pay people more money, it has to come from somewhere. Oh, exactly. Um, for sure. And I think the other thing that um, I find really – I I love the idea of is this great resignation. Okay, tell when, talk. Tell me about it. So the, the whole idea is that um, – and, and just some stats. So in America in 2021, 69 million people quit their job. Um, 64% uh, want more money. Um, 
and they, they're saying that that's an important reason for their um, their job search. But of that, they're saying that 66% of people left their jobs for non-pay related reasons. And I feel like I, in my little romantic brain here, I was like, COVID is going to be the planet's opportunity to re shift and refocus and rebalance to go, what's important to people? What do we want to do? Who are we? And more than once, I've had that thought process of going, and I think COVID did it, but also the the passing of my, my in-laws really does give you that check of who am I? What am I doing? Why do I punish myself every day in a job that I hate? Like what, what should I be doing or could I be doing otherwise? And would I be better to, you know, maybe sacrifice a few thousand dollars a year for a job that is either less pressure or more reward or a better working environment or that kind of thing and okay i get that yeah but is that those figures from america Mm -hmm. do they include or exclude people who left employment because of harassment bullying longer hours family pressure illness death or well, does is is those figures not no, explained in that way? It's not broken down, but forty two percent say that they were tired of feeling the way they did about their bosses and their organisational culture. Oh, okay, so yeah. I I think that that then feeds into things like your flexible working, um, you know, and, and your care arrangements, both your elder care and and child care. Mm. Um, but it's it's um, you know the the balance of what people want and you know they're, they're also referring to it as uh you know, the pandemic epiphany uh, <laughs> yeah and, when, when people realize you, you know you don't you've got you've said this many times you get one chance at this don't blow it don't blow it on a job you hate that's it that's it and i think that we're going to sort of start seeing that more in australia because last year we locked down a lot a lot <laughs> a lot um and so we were just really bloody lucky to have our job and we we were like okay i'm gonna i've got to stick with this because mm. i've got a job mm. when so many other people don't whereas as we start to emerge from that and there's that increasing pressure for people to maybe return to an office or um, not be able to work from home as much as they have um people are going to start looking for opportunities where they can get more of that balance and more of that flexibility. Um, and even looking at, so the ABS, so these are, these are Australian stats. So 600,000 people or 5% of the workforce expect to be with a new employer in 2022. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, well, and there's in, some growth industries in that, and that's, you know, the people who prepare resumes. Exactly. People who prep people for interviews. There's a growth industry. Yep, for sure. Um, and of those people who are, are looking at leaving, they're saying that, that 21% of them are just after well-being, balance. They want to be able to work from home more. They want to be able to have um, a say in what their work looks like. And, and I can't, I can't blame them, um, you know, and <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's worthwhile saying, uh, our COVID experience was vastly different. Yeah. So you, you didn't work your office home. went into lockdown in the very first days, didn't it? That well, February. We were already work from home. Like in terms of we were allowed to do one or two days a week from home. So we already had our offices established and they were like, okay, cool. COVID's a thing. If you can work from home, work from home. So we're like. Cool. And okay. that was February 2020 for you. Uh, I think, yeah, I think it was March um, when that all, all the yeah. line was drawn in the sand. But yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, 2020. 2020. Yeah. Did I say 2022? Yeah, you did. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I got my twos and all mixed up. It was February 2020 or March 2020 for you. Yeah. Whereas me, not one single day worked at home. Mm. Not one single day lost to COVID. Yeah. But that's because of the type of work I do. Yeah. And the location of work. Mm. 
So my experience was vastly different to everyone else. I didn't miss a day of work. Would you consider, so I'm taking this far away from COVID now and going, would you consider a job that would allow you to work from home? No. Why not? Oh, because the desire to sit on the lounge and pat my cat <laughs> would win over the desire to shuffle paper for the government. So it's a, it's a discipline issue. <laughs> I'd have to say yes. I, I have worked from home a couple of times when both my parents were ill. Mm-hmm. Um, work was boxed and brought to me to do from home. Yep. And yes, I did do it and I did it diligently mm. and efficiently. Yep. But no, home is home for me. Okay. I, I don't want work interfering. Mm-hmm. Uh, last night I came home from my normal, ordinary paying day job. Yep. And I had to locate a photograph that I'd taken at an awards ceremony, re-edited it, resized it, and then I had to email it to someone. Mm. And it was like, oh, I don't want to be doing this at home. <laughs> uh, but it was an urgent job. I could have done it. Oh, I probably couldn't have done it. I could have taken a computer to work and done it. Mm-hmm. But it was an urgent thing. It had to be done last night. Yep. And I did it. Okay. But it was like, I don't like work interfering in my home life. Okay. Work is work. Home is home. I enjoy the distinction. Yep. But that's not what it's like for you. No. So you've got you've got the home office. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And I love it. Um, really? But I'm, I'm really disciplined. So um, in terms of the you know, COVID, 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 when I think for maybe the first two weeks, I was the tracky dax and the um, it was very comfortable, very, you know, yeah, we'd get up and maybe – you know, have a shower, do my hair. Sometimes I didn't do my hair. Like it just <gasps> like, I know. And then it just reached oh, a point where I was like, that's so not her. I don't know. <laughs> it reached a point where I was like, okay, this is going to go, this is going to be a thing. So I need to get that discipline back. Um, and so I was like um, using, you know, sleeping in and, and all of these kind of things, using all of my transit time and, and that kind of thing. And I needed to get back into a routine. So I then was getting up and, and still do get up at six do my workout, get ready, do all my personal life admin, log on eight o'clock, do my day job um, and then log off either at 4.35 o'clock, depending on what I've got. Um, but I'm still I, struggling with the words workout, but anyway, go on. <laughs> but I still have the same, I get up, I you know, work out, have my shower, do my makeup and, and literally do my makeup exactly the same every day through COVID as I did when, and I just felt for me, that really worked. I needed to maintain that sense of routine. Um, but also I'm really lucky in that I didn't have to homeschool kids. I didn't have to try and balance and juggle the mum stuff with my my job stuff. I just get to do my work from home. Um, yeah, that I don't know how some people would have done it. I struggled to get myself out of bed and fed and washed and on the way to work in the morning. I don't know how you can do it with six kids yeah. and homeschool them and work from home. Yeah. Yeah, no. But you're saving, you were travelling on some days, you were travelling a fair distance to work. Yeah, I was jumping on the train, which I love. I love going on the train. But you used that time instead, didn't you? (laughs) Yeah. Well, like, so I used to get up and be on like a 6.30 train um, to be able to then get get into the office and and all that kind of stuff. So I just, yeah, started doing things in in a different way. But on the train, I'd always listen to an audio book or a podcast because, you know, we love podcasts. We do love podcasts, (laughs) don't we? Um, Or learn, you know, I was learning Italian pretty intensively at that point. So, yeah, I I use that time. But 
the travel and any of those kind of things were never enough to make me go, I'm, I'm going to quit my job. Like I, I knew going into the position that I was in previously and, and the one I've moved into, where they were based, what the what the expectations were. Um, and I think I've always gone, work's work. Like work is what pays my bills. So in, mm. in many ways mm-hmm. and, and to the detriment of relationships and, and sometimes my own family, I've made work be first because I do take my job very seriously mm-hmm. and it, it is the thing that's paying our bills. It allows us to go on nice holidays and do nice things. So it, it needs to be given that priority. Um, whereas, you know, I could definitely apply for a job closer to home. Um, you know, and even with this whole we're, we're being told or asked to, to return to office, um, I personally, I don't have a problem with the practicality and the function of going into the office. What I have a massive problem with is when I go into the office and I have to endure eight hours of people just talking. Like, I <laughs> <laughs> probably wouldn't like the office I work in then, well, no. Because that's the thing, I, I do, you know, some pretty intensive sort of thinking work and, and, you know, analysis and all this kind of like really great stuff. But I either have on my plinky plonky music or it's complete silence, maybe okay. barring the dog snoring. Okay. But uh, like the, the idea of being in a, a humming office again where everyone's like, oh, my weekend and oh, little Billy. And I uh, that's the bit, that's my barrier to return to office. It's nothing else. It's nothing about the logistics of getting there or, you know, being concerned about getting on public transport or none of that. I don't have any concerns about that. I just, it's very peopley and I'm not sure that yeah. See, I, I am people. I like I like the people. Yeah. To the point where again you've you're you're not going to re- resign or retire because you like the people yeah, so much. Yeah. Although uh, there is a little story I can share with you. Um Olympic year 2000, mm-hmm. I applied for and won a secondment uh 200 kilometers from my home. Mm. And so I did six months where I was up at the crack of dawn and on a train, which I hated. And uh, I really enjoyed the work. Mm. I enjoyed the people. It was much more intricate and interesting than the work I do now. Mm-hmm. But And I was offered a permanent position. Yeah. So I did six months of travel and thought, I can't do this anymore. I cannot spend my entire weekends doing all the things I used to do before and after work. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean having fun. I mean washing, cleaning, you know. <laughs> uh, so the option then was to move back to Sydney mm-hmm. from the lake yep. to take up this job for which there was promotional opportunity and a really interesting work. Mm. And I chose not to take it. Okay. Do you ever regret that? No. Okay. Yeah. That's because good. it's about, for me, and we've said this a few times, you get one chance, so you may as well enjoy what you do. Yeah. I love what I do. I love the people I work with, but it gives me plenty of free time. There's still a small amount of travel, mm. but I break that up with other activities on the way home, not so much on the way to work, but on the way home from work. Mm-hmm. And yeah, life's good for me. So I can't see resignation affecting me, Yeah, but a lot of people in my workplace have chosen to leave the workplace in the last 12 months Mm -hmm. Um, and that's their decision and I hope it's the right decision for them yep Um, but I think a lot of it is uh, because of they they are seeking a different lifestyle and I think that's been you know the the one wish I had for COVID is that almost like 
maybe this is our um, opportunity to reassess what's important. Oh, that wasn't the one which I had for COVID. No. (laughs) I genuinely lived in the hope, though, that we would come out of COVID and people would be more grateful, more kind. Like, I'm sorry, like, that didn't happen. Um, Look, I think it has happened in a lot of cases. I think there's a lot more community, particularly... Like I know we've done it ourselves we've, and the, the, my high school chicks, we will go out specifically to support a business that had had to close. We'll go, we'll go and have a meal. Six yeah. of us will go and have a meal. Whereas I've seen it be more divisive. Like, you know, there's, there's people who, you know, you, you've known in life or, or that kind of thing and then you see, say, the anti-vax sentiment or the anti-government sentiment or, um, you know, take the – the cow worming thing and you know like it's just been a real eye-opener in terms of what people believe and hold true and and how easily people have been influenced by information that may or may not be true oh yeah um and i think that i i held out great hope that we would I don't know, be smarter and wiser and we'd use the downtime to be able to read more and educate ourselves. <laughs> no, but it's actually, there's just a lot of people on Facebook saying that we're all idiots. That's, that's right. Um, One of my favourite memes recently is like, you know, after everything that's occurring, I'm resigning from being a contagious <laughs> I'm like a pandemic expert and I'm going to be a war expert now because oh, yeah, of, that's of what's going on. Different, <laughs> different keyboard, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I, I think that, yeah, in, in some ways, the for me, the great resignation is people just assessing their life and going, I want to get off the treadmill. I just want to stop running mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. in circles every day. I want something new. I want something fulfilling. Um, and I think that's really exciting that people have seen that opportunity and are seizing that opportunity. Um, super scary. Uh, I've, I've sort of stood at the precipice a couple of times in, in sort of the last eight years going, what if I just just leave you know um i've never been there to pull the trigger like i i haven't been close enough don't get me wrong i've, I've been really disgruntled about a number of things but i don't see that my leaving has, has been an option and i like getting paid <laughs> i actually well, like a salary that. There is that. <laughs> yeah but um I, I think that it's going to be really interesting ahead um was listening to a great uh podcast this morning and it was saying about uh, deglobalization, and so talking about how pre-pandemic, um, pre-war, all that kind of thing, where things used to be made globally, and you'd have you know one thing would be made with components from a range of different countries, whereas because of the logistic issues and the supply chain issues, a lot more companies now are starting to go. Well, no, we make everything here in our own country, mm. uh, and I think that that's going to be an interesting space to to watch especially for Australia in terms of its workforce to go, can we get, can we produce more skilled people or are we going to open international borders to skilled people to maybe not have our own students and children um, be able to, to learn that? How, how is that going to be navigated? Um, because, and, and I, I do live in the hope that we can look at where we source our our materials, where we're sending our materials to make sure that we're not sending all of our stuff offshore and then having to buy it back a double from other countries. But that's like, what we're doing now. Exactly. That's and that's where we're at. But that's why I'm like, that has and to change. I don't change. like that. I know you don't. No. But it's like that, that has to change. You know, instead of going, we just do that, 
what's going to be the catalyst for that to be the thing to change? Is it going to be an injection in training so that our any people, I keep saying, going to say young people, so that any people, maybe people in your workforce who are leaving are going, I'm going to start to learn that skill, that trade and do that thing mm-hmm. so that then we can start manufacturing that in Australia or doing that. Or do you think that's a bridge too far? Do you think we're never going to get there? Oh, I think that ship has sailed. Okay. I think our manufacturing industry has gone forever. Okay. And the only thing that's going to turn it around is people who intentionally seek out Australian-made products and are prepared to pay more for it. Yeah. Try buying toothpaste. Yeah. You know, there's, I think, two Australian companies that make toothpaste. I buy them. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And yes, you do pay more for them. Yeah. But for me, in my situation, I can afford to do that. Yeah. Um, When I look at, um, because I I take some drugs because I have some cancery bits and uh, and diabetic bits, it's really hard to get my medication Australian made. Mm. Just doesn't happen. Yeah. So, yeah, and I see the problem with that is that our governments aren't there for our benefit. I'm sorry, I'm on my soapbox here. They're there for their benefit. Um, our government terms aren't long enough, so we can't have long-term goals. Mm-hmm. So you can't just create a, an entire manufacturing industry in a three-year term no. or a four-year term. And until those people that are in power take a holistic look and go, okay, we're going to spend 10 years establishing a car industry again, but we need our opposition, should we lose power, to follow on with what we're building. Yeah, there's your problem. It, exactly. Gonna, and it's, the the four-year term or the three-year term is is the issue. Yep, yep. Uh, but but we've gone a, a bit off track. You have. You've about, taken us off I'm topic sorry. more than once today. Sorry, <laughs> I, I have. Let's go back to you. When is, when do you know when the time is right to retire? What, have you, something in your mind as a 40-year-old? Oh, well, yeah, we're, we're planning for that now. So we, we have a financial planner um, mm-hmm. and, you know, we want to be able to have a, a good lifestyle. So we want to be able to have that balance while we're still working. But then we want to be able to make sure that if and when we, we pull the pin and we're, we're working on sort of a 60, age 60 retirement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and my <laughs> we were actually joking about it because uh, my husband's a, a four years older than, than me. And I was like, well, you can retire when you're 60. He's like, but what would I do? <laughs> So I either need to retire at 56 or he needs to retire at 64. Yeah. Uh, we, we need to meet somewhere in the middle there. Yeah. Lucky there's not a 20-year gap. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, no, it, it's for me being able to retire while we're still young enough to physically and cognitively enjoy the world. What's left. That's yeah. exactly yeah. right while also being um, fiscally responsible enough to leave something for our children. Um, that, mm-hmm. that sense of legacy is really important to us. So if that means we have to work for an extra five, ten years, we'll do that mm-hmm. because we, you know, we've got the kiblets that we, we want to make sure we make good choices. Um, we want to make sure they make good choices too. So we do have conversations around, look, this is what we're doing and this is why. If you want to know more, let's talk about it. And lead by example. That's exactly what you're doing. That's yeah. exactly right. So Whereas I'm not building wealth for anyone. No, you don't have so, to. So um, I could I could walk away from the workplace today and live a happy life. Yep. Uh, and a satisfying life, but I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. And that's the difference. When I don't enjoy it, I think that's when I go. Yeah, no, I've had enough. I've got to say, winter mornings are hard. 
Yeah. April through September. I don't yeah. love my job as much. <laughs> but realistically, I just don't like being cold. Yeah. So there's things I can do to avert that. There are. There's, yeah. there's clothing that clothing. you can. <laughs> yeah, I probably should put some on. You've got some on now. I just want to really call that out. Like she is fully clothed. I am fully clothed today, yes. Um, That's a rule that we have. I wasn't on the <laughs> webinar the other night. Let's not go there. Yeah. No, that, that's a podcast rule for life. Yeah. But I, I, have, I must admit, this in just in the last couple of days, I've thought, oh, okay. Uh, because at the moment, I'm embarking on a huge renovation of my home. Mm. Uh, probably not as huge as other people's, but for me, it is a huge renovation. Mm-hmm. So I am looking at, oh, well, I could probably manage that better if I wasn't going to the coalface every day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and... Um, I, th- I think I've worked out a way to, to get around that nice. and that's by not trying to cram everything into three weeks worth of work and spreading it over 12 months. Yeah, yeah, that's a good move. Uh, but, yeah, I guess I'm just not ready. And there's a, a woman I know who did a similar job to me, so she was in the same role but in a different location. Mm. And when she retired, she her plans weren't set in concrete. She was a bit iffy-butty. Mm. And I said to her, how did you know it was time? Yeah. And she said, oh, you'll know. You'll know when it's time. <laughs> and I thought, oh, okay. Well, I haven't hit that yet because I, I'm not at that stage. I don't think it's time yet. I yeah. don't think it's time. <laughs> and I don't know whether that's real. So if you're out there and listening and you know that to be true, mm. that you'll know when it's time, can you just let us know? Yeah, let's know. share your experience because I'd love to know, like, Absolutely. what was your breaking point? What was your sign where you are like, I'm out? Yeah. 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 I mean, it was really easy when I was working for the healthcare fund. It was like, I don't agree with your immoral activity. Mm. End of story, I was gone. Yeah. But where I work now, I enjoy it too much. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I don't know for me, but what about you? Do you Have you, through COVID, thought, yeah, I actually want to change my career path? Um, well, it's it's funny because I did early on, I, I'd been a little bit restless for a little while, but didn't know what I wanted to do or where I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm... I love a good little side hustle. I love a side hustle <laughs> success story. I I really do. Um, and so my little brain during our lockdowns was like, okay, what can I do here? Like, and, and yeah, I'd never really landed on a unique idea where I was like, okay, yeah, you could possibly explore this as a way to both supplement and then completely replace your income. Mm. Um, and I'm kind of really glad that I, I stuck through that because I was able then to internally transfer into a different role, which was just the, it was, there was enough commonality, but also enough difference to give me what was missing. And it's, it's really given me that sense of, um, yeah, difference. It's I, I feel like I'm making a difference, but it's also it's different type of work. So it's mm. it's really fueled me enough to go, okay, cool. Like we don't, we don't need to give up just yet. Um, you know, but don't get me wrong. Uh, and the number is is dropping daily. If I win lotto, <laughs> <laughs> there will be a great resignation in our household. <laughs> There is some horrendous statistic about people who win a vast amount of money and how they're broke a very short period later. Yep, yeah. Which is why, though, I, I kind of go, no, you know what? Give me the money and I'll let you, I'll prove to you I'll that prove, I can. <laughs> prove that 
statistic incorrect. <laughs> come okay. on, universe, come through. Okay. I'll show you just how much good stuff I can do. And it wouldn't just be – I wouldn't be the only one who would be taken care of mm. with that. Mm. I would allow many of my family and friends to be able to experience their own great resignation too. My concern is that if you do take the great resignation to move into your side hustle or your passion mm. – like I know a lot of people who've shifted from the work face to a photography role. Yeah. Kills the passion for me. When you link money to that passion, mm. that passion dies. And I can't do that. Yeah. I think it depends on the thing. And I think we've spoken about this previously. Like you don't like taking money for your art because no, of the expectation. Whereas I think that if you were, say, a jewellery maker, you know, you're just you're just making jewellery and people are loving it and they're buying it. Um Whereas photography might be a bit different to that. I'm happy to sell uh, finalised images and I do. And I sell, you know, privately and through places like iStock and Getty and Redbubble Mm. because that's the finished product. Yeah. It's when the expectation is accepting money for a shoot that what I want to produce and what they want to purchase may well be vastly different. I think what the difference is, though, is the way that, like, cameras don't lie. <laughs> and I think and that in, in the Insta world that we live in, many people are so used to having the filter, the filter on yeah. that has, you know, narrowed their nose or plumped their lips or, you know, narrowed their face. And then when you provide them with an image which is an accurate representation, <laughs> it's a mirror. Yeah. Um, this is what you look like. People don't want that. No, people don't want that. They want, oh, can you take that line out or, or you know, slim me down or, and that's, and, and that's not, what, that's not that, what your photography is. My response to that is, I'm a photographer, not a fucking miracle worker. <laughs> Which is probably why I shoot for pleasure and not for money. And, uh, you know, I do, I work an interesting system. If someone likes my images, um, that's great. If someone mm-hmm. doesn't like my images, yeah, you know, fuck off. I did it for me, not for you. Yeah, so you're not going to be quitting. I'm, I'm going to bring you back again. You're not going to quit your job. Oh, to go sorry. Into I'm not going to change it again. <laughs> um, I will retire. My next move will be retirement, not resignation. Mm-hmm. And I will do that when I feel I'm ready. Yeah. And that there's enough infrastructure in place for me to keep my days busy productive, fruitful. And I would think I would move into a volunteer role. Ooh. Not in my organisation. No, no, but you'd, you'd but volunteer yeah. time. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's, absolutely. When I win lotto, because I, I say it like when it, when I win lotto. When, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, yeah. I, Has I'm that not, happened yet? No, not oh, yet. Okay. I, I won like, oh, I want to say like $17 once on Powerball. Ooh. So, you know, things are looking up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Small steps. <laughs> But no, I, I wouldn't just quit my job and lay around getting someone to pee all my grapes all day. I, I would use my time and my wealth in amazing ways. But the thing is you can use your time and wealth in amazing ways while you still work. No, because I'm at that? work. <laughs> Literally, I work 40 hours a week. so I, don't I know, do that. but that, that still leaves a lot of hours a week. And I'm sorry, I don't have a calculator right here with me right now. Oh, so do you want to add like the, the podcast, editing the podcast and recording the podcast? Tick. Writing a book? Tick. Studying, tick. <laughs> okay. She's a busy I'm, I'm a bit busy. <laughs> she crams a lot of stuff in. And that's what I found like on the on the coast in particular with volunteer stuff. It's um it's a real imposition. So there's a particular volunteer organization where it's like, Oh, so you wanna be a volunteer 
well, we'll, we'll determine whether or not we need you or we want you as a volunteer. Instead of it being this, mm. wow, we're really grateful. Thank you so much. for. And they're, they're the gatekeepers to a whole heap of volunteer um, experiences on the Central Coast. Oh, okay. And, yeah, it's it's actually really yucky. And, and even my oldest child, when they'd finished school and were doing other types of study, wanted to try and get some practical experience. They signed up with these people. They had a meeting about being a volunteer and then got completely ghosted. <laughs> Oh, Just wow. kind of go, it shouldn't be that hard to volunteer. <laughs> oh, I've got to say, I did have a similar experience with a large charity mm. that I was attempting to volunteer for. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I, the volunteer work was outside of normal working hours. Yeah. But all of the interview courses, meetings were all in – Office hours. That's and it. I can't commit to that. Yep. I can't do that. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So no, I, I I'd love to. I'd love to volunteer now, but um, mm. I need mm. to win the lotto so that I don't have to work, so that I can do all of the stuff required to be a volunteer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have really got off the tangent today, haven't we? And now we're slagging off charity. Um, I'm going to have to delete so much. Of it. <laughs> yeah, you probably are. So yeah, I think that sums us up for for today in terms of resignation slash retirement and, and are we done are we, are we retiring we're, this podcast we are resigning from this episode no we're coming back next week oh, so we're, we're coming back next week with? so we are going to be talking about um coercive control mm. next week which there's a yeah, lot to be said there there is huge topic yeah, um yeah, really yeah. important so yeah we are going to shift gears a little bit and, and have that conversation uh, we would love to hear from anybody who wants to share their story of resignation or um, would like to contact us about, about any of our episodes at all. So reach out to us on Delusions of Grandeur podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And can I say to those who've already made contact, who've left five-star ratings, who've contacted us privately through email and messaging, um, thanks. <laughs> really happy with your feedback. But if you've got something that when doing that you don't like, you need to let us know about that too. Uh, but yeah, the support we've received has been fantastic from from the community, and thank you. Yeah, that's it. We love you. Thank you so much for listening yeah, and, and you, giving us your time. We love you. <laughs> not not anyone else, just you. Just you. Just you. So we'll be back next week talking about coercive control. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be a bit of a bummer, isn't it? It'll be full on, but I, yeah, I think it's it's a very it necessary be, conversation to, to have. Yep, yeah. absolutely. Well, we'll catch you then. Okay, bye. Bye.